Another episode of Group Up Podcast is Flats crank some shit up to the max. We're here for the great 2022 debate. Uh, I hope you've all had fantastic New Year's and a holiday season and you're ready for the new year of Overwatch. And we will reflect on what has been a very eventful day for Overwatch itself from the depths of dead game to now live service game. Let's see how it's been. Uh, the homies are back. Unfortunately, Frito's unwell. That's one normal event of holidays in the cold is that sometimes we catch them. Uh, so unfortunately, Frito couldn't make it. So we'll get the OG squad. But we've got our replacement in the capable hands of Winton Overwatch himself, Boger. Boger, what's up? Winton. Winton. How's your Winton. New Year's been? I actually saw Boger for New Year's. Yeah, we're, you were there. You gave me a kiss. I gave him a kiss. It was, it was lit. In yep. the bottom we're right... Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Finish, finish. I was gonna say, were you there with when the the old man? No, you weren't there. When no, the I wasn't man. there with the old man. Uh, sadly. Okay. Yeah, sad. Sad. I wish I was, but we'll we'll uh, find another old man to to harass you in the future. <laughs> in the bottom right is my man Samir. Samir, happy New Year, man. Hey, happy New Year. Hope everyone's holiday season was great, and let's tear it up this year. Let's tear it up. Flats, happy New Year in the top left. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Has been has it been a fun holiday period for you? Uh never is. But it's <laughs> we get through it. We get through it. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to it uh, and the rest of 2023. But for now, I think it's time to take stock and reflect on the year that's gone by. Uh, so as we always do, I'm going to start with just some brief thoughts with you guys. When you're, I want to touch base with you where you're at. So my question to you guys: 2022. In a couple sentences, how would you summarize the year for Overwatch? Flats, I'm going to take it to you first. 2022 for Overwatch, how would you summarize it? From dead Overwatch 1 game, no idea when the new game is coming out, to a couple betas, and then eventually early access in October to where we are now. How do you feel? Um, I would say, first and foremost, really happy that you know we're no longer in the dark ages. Like We have come through the tunnel, we have seen the lights um things are a billion times better and i'll never go back to that again i hope we never do um but in the same breath slightly disappointed um i feel like things could be a lot better i feel like things you know i i, I know there's probably more reasons behind it but is it everything we hoped and everything we expected I, I say there's a few things that are definitely lacking. Uh, but overall, though, way, 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 way better uh, than where we were. So I'm happy with it. Fair. Samino, how are you feeling? I was a step out in the right direction, for sure. Um, to what degree, you know, that you could argue that all day. Um, obviously, with Overwatch 2 out, it's definitely better than in i would say even uh, definitely better than 21 I, I but you know obviously a lot to still work on i think whenever you drastically change as much as what was changed coming into this game um it's going to propose its own set of issues that come on and you know there's still a lot of time on the clock i guess to say or, or see rather what what could come of it so uh, you know i i definitely a, a better year than the previous year um, but I think we'll get into the nitty-gritty as uh, the show goes on, as they say. Indeed we will. Indeed we will. Plenty to dig our teeth into. Boger, a little bit unwell, but how have you felt about 2022 for Overwatch? Mm, it was good. It was alright. I see a lot of people complaining right now. 
I just kind of was, you know, in the UK and looking at my phone on Twitter and people just kept complaining. But I understand. But it's a lot better than the beginning of the year. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm always happy whenever something brings me more money than before. So that's a big W for me. This is Big true. supporter of making money so I can go to London and spend it on five guys. That's a chain burger, by the way. Not he, he did spend it on five human men, but uh, you went all the way to five. You went to the UK. I've never had five, five guys. guys. I've never had five guys. So I, I went there and I ate five guys. I ate, I ate Taco Bell. I've never had Taco Bell before, and uh, some other stuff like that. It was, uh, Shake Shack. Honest, no, I didn't have Shake Shack. Unfortunately, I could, did anyone I did anyone coach you until you get the ju uh, the grilled cheeseburger? Did anyone ever no, do that? No, nobody. Oh my nobody. God, you guys did. People let you down, bro. Yeah, they did. They did. Really <sighs> did. It was it was a ride. But what you know, was the secret of the burger? What's the secret of the burger? I'm curious now. So, especially on like like it's easiest I think on like the 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 delivery apps. But if you choose the grilled cheese, you can add options to it, and you can add a patty. And what they do is they make a grilled a burger. But they make the grilled cheese on the outside. It's fire. It's really good. Nice. But returning back to Overwatch, uh, if you don't play ranked, it's all right. If you don't play ranked, it's all right. And um, I like that we get updates sometimes. And I like that we have new heroes. There's a lot of issues, but it's a lot better than before, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of hard, isn't it? Because there's always recency bias. Like, I'm thinking about my own feelings. And at the start, I remember actually a year ago, we did the podcast, uh, or maybe just towards the end of last, like 2021, basically, we did a podcast. And we said, 2021 is the worst year for Watch ever. It'll never be this bad again. You know, 2022 will be better. And then from there on, it'll be better. And to that extent, it certainly was. You know, we, we actually had, well, we have a Watch 2 now. We have updates. We have new heroes. We have new cosmetics. We have free to play. We have a battle pass. So everything we kind of asked for. And yet, you know, I, I somehow f feel like a little bit of a spoiled child being like, you know, but it wasn't wasn't what Santa told me he'd bring me. You know, it wasn't quite wasn't quite what I thought it would be. And so there's definitely an, an air of like underwhelming uh, feeling to, to the, what's happened so far. And again, I know it is early access, but and, and that's something like so go ahead. Who wanted to interrupt there? I want to test something with. Mm -hmm. What are you testing? Does this work? OK. <laughs> You're not nice, but yes, Winton. <laughs> okay, continue. Looks like yeah, Sesame I mean, Street. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think that, yeah, I mean, just basically, it is early access, but then at the same time, I think people say, "I'll adjust the cameras in a second for all you tripping out." Um, the problem is that you can't say early access is an excuse when the monetization is in full effect, right? You can't be like, well, it's just early access, but then you're charging everyone all the money for, for the shops and the battle pass and the potential hero purchases. So I think, unfortunately, in the current gaming industry, the the slack for what would be an early access is not really there. And I think that's partly why some of the underwhelming humans coming. But I want to start us off with a bit of a spicy question. And someone asked me this on Twitter when I when, when I made the, the announcement post that we were going to do this. Someone was like, ask the guys... Uh, if so, so you guys have all been sticking it out through Overwatch, right? You, you didn't, none of you really abandoned it significantly. I know Sam, you played a little bit of Warzone and stuff, but still, you were you were Overwatch to the core. Someone asked me on Twitter, do any of the panelists regret sticking with Overwatch through the dark years as they did, having come out to where we are right now? So I'm going to start us off because I'm going to set the scene first, and then I'll take it to Sam first because I want to hear his thoughts. As someone who kind of has flirted with leaving Overwatch, and I think has currently uninstalled Overwatch. The scene is. 
early 2022, right? Creators are all on Twitter saying, uh, we believe that Overwatch is saved. Overwatch, you know, this next year is going to be amazing for Overwatch. We have so much optimism. I think, Sam, you said as well, more optimism than I've ever had for Overwatch. Fast, fast forward now, we're all, again, we're saying we're underwhelmed. You've uninstalled the game. Do you regret what happened? Like, did it live up to what you thought it would be? Or so, not? I, um, it's So are you saying strictly from the perspective of, like, from the start of 2022, not, like, 2021 or, like, whatever? So from 2022, January 1st, 2022 to now, did it live up to my expectations of what I wanted? I think, what I, I think... Say? I think just the last, let's say, 18 months as well. We'll add a little bit longer because, again, I think I want to go from that point when the creators were, were really hyped, right? When they were like, mm-hmm. well, you know, we had our call and we can't discuss the details before anyone comes in and says, what did, you, what, did you, what did they tell you? Or think we still don't want to get sued. So we won't go into details, but there was optimism. So from that point to now. Um, I, there were some things I was disappointed in and there were some things that I was not. Um, as from a content creator perspective in general, I wish I had branched out earlier just just from like the sole perspective of it's honestly better as a creator to be more involved in multiple titles than just one like as a business perspective like that's always much better in general in my opinion. I think that having more bases covered are great. You can have your specialties, sir, but I wish personally I had covered content in other games too that I really really enjoyed and and, and loved. Um, I think the latter half of the year definitely met my expectations. Um, but I, I think I definitely didn't wasn't a big fan of how the beta models rolled out. Um, I get they wanted to do their big release. Um, it just wasn't ideal. It might have been the best possible outcome, right? Uh, but it just still wasn't ideal because obviously we didn't really get the game, like really get the game until October. So, you know, you still have the first nine months of the year where you're kind of juggling everything. Okay, we have the alpha, we have all this, and it's just not quite ready yet. It's almost like a pre-release at that point, right? In which I didn't really find it very interesting. Uh, there wasn't a competitive mode um, in the betas, which obviously I think is the best format of Overwatch to like, you know, keep the game uh, engaging uh, over a long period of time, uh, for me personally, at least. Um, but, um, you know, I, I would say the year was a success in terms of what had happened, because you have to go year over year, right? Um, year over year, it absolutely was a, su- a success. It was just a lot better than 2021. You know, we saw the turnover that came from Keller's leadership in a very tough situation for Activision Blizzard as a whole and a situation that we still don't know how it's going to develop with Microsoft's acquisition uh, potentially trying to be stopped by the uh, FTC. So um, I would say that it was good. I mean, I always want to have a hand in the door in Overwatch because I think that this game uh, gives an experience that no other title that I've ever played does, and I love that style of play. Uh, But I would say, like, as I get older and want to pursue other things and other things interest me, I wish I had branched out a little bit more. But that's not necessarily a shot at the team. That's more so of, like, where my personal interests lie and things I want to cover and things I enjoy um, and me not being able to sit still and do one thing at a time. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I would say overall, like it was definitely better, but it certainly, I, I would give it like a seven and a half out of 10, maybe strictly because I can't rate it higher than that based on like the first nine months. Entirely fair. I like that. It's, it's a very balanced summary. I want to take it to Flats next. Flats, I know you've experimented with other games as well. And, you know, you've spoken about like Apex courting you in the past. Do you regret mm-hmm. like uh, go, looking back at the year, do you regret sticking with Overwatch where we are no. now? No, no. Um, it's actually funny. I actually have a very different philosophy for content um, in that 
branching to a bunch of different games is actually 10 times harder than staying with one um, because it's much harder to create communities around six different games than create a community around one game. Yeah, in the future, obviously, going variety would be amazing, but um, I think that's something that long term has to be like, like, I think like Super right now is doing that. Like Super starts with Overwatch for two, three, four hours every day and then goes to to, to variety and it's like, it's trying to make that trend transition. I think that's probably the smartest way you can do it because you start to introduce your core Overwatch audience to another game. But that's totally getting a little off track there. But um, looking at the year, I actually think we're a little hard on it. Because um, if you look back at 2021, there was no lights in that tunnel. Like that, that tunnel was pitch black. Like there was nothing there until like December. And we were we were doing more than fumble in the dark. We were running into walls. Like there was just not. It was just double shield. There was no hope. There was no communication. Zero. Nothing at all. The best thing we got was those like creator tournaments from which we had to do. Uh, like they were supposed to be like April Fool'sy, and then everyone would get upset. Like, why don't you make actual patches? And it's like, well, because we weren't supposed to make actual patches. They're supposed to be more fun. And the tournaments were fun, but like they split the community between these people that are like, oh, like, why, why, why aren't you doing these things? You know, like we were still at war with each other, but like. We were like a high school at war with each other. Like there was like nobody was in, nobody cared. Like there was nobody, there was nobody there. You know what I mean? Like it was like a small town having a squabble. Like, nobody gives a shit about some small town in Virginia having a squabble. Nobody cares. But now though, as the year has gone on, we've had a we had a lot of good moments. Um, from the first beta where a lot of people were really upset because it wasn't as much as like they expected. But like it was the first time Overwatch got back on the map, at least for a little bit, you know, and we kind of saw what the potential of this game was. And that's why I decided not to leave. And that's why I decided just to reinvest myself in, you know, not only have one YouTube or two or three, but now four, because I knew that Overwatch actually really did have potential long term. And even now where it's really probably pretty painful I still think that there's like long term play, like things are going to be fine. Just short term just sucks. It's not the best situation. Um, but even beta two, I think was 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 great with like they had the whole the the gifted subs event for the the break skin. Like, yeah, like there was a lot of problems with that a lot of controversy, but it showed like the Overwatch team was willing to try new things and try to like not only support their creator economy, but also try to like get these betas out and try to make sure that people were having fun with it. Now, of course, people were upset about there no being ranked mode, but let's look at the ranked mode now. Do you really think if we got a, that ranked mode back in those betas, that would have made a big difference? I argue people would have been more pissed. So uh, they probably made the right call not putting a ranked mode out, because if that was the ranked mode, whoo, boy, people would have been real mad. Um, so maybe they knew it wasn't going to be uh, the right thing or the right game mode. And even now, it still feels really scuffed. They're like, I think top 10 NA is all max SR or something like that. Like, like that, that's a whole different conversation we can get into later if we want. But um, as we get into the last half of the year, you know, that's September through December. Um, I mean, I, I'm very lucky. I've been finding some good success with Overwatch 2. Um, a lot of people have come to my stream and, and they want to, like, hear takes on things. They watch stream. And I've actually been really, really lucky to not even have to play comp all the time. I've actually just been just kind of vibing, playing quick play. And I still play comp. If you actually look at my, uh, like, season 35 or season 33 through 36, like the dead time of Overwatch 1, I actually play about as much ranked as I did then. So it's not honestly that much different, but I stream way more 
because I'm doing quick play and doing arcade and doing other stuff and just enjoying the game for what it is beyond just a competitive experience. Because quite frankly, the competitive experience just sucks. Like it's not, it's not fun. Um, but the game is good though. And I think that's the important thing is the game is good and the game is fun, but I don't think it's fun for us anymore. I don't think it's really for mm. us right now. Um, but as a content creator, that's not bad because there's always going to be content on the horizon. Every season, we're going to get new content. Every other season, we're going to get a new character, make content with a new character, play the new character, talk about the new characters, make all this stuff. Like career-wise, we're, we're chilling. We're, we're actually doing great. But if you're a hardcore competitive player, and Sam, I think this is where you fall in pretty heavily, is if you get really baited by that whole, like, I need to be the best rank one. Literally, nobody gives a fuck who's rank one right now. <laughs> nobody cares. Who's rank one right now? I know the only reason I know rank one EU is cloudy because I saw his tweet about 15 minutes ago. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't, nobody knows. None of the new players care. What, there's 35 million new players? None of them care. All they care about is top 500. It's the highest rank in the game. That's all they look for. You put your videos top 500, your streams top 500, whatever it is, you're not, like, you can't market yourself as rank one all the time. If you rank your, like, you, you're going to fall. You have nowhere to go. Like, if you're in top 500, you can always sit in there. That's not, that's not a problem for any of, like, you know what I mean? Like, we'd sit there all day long. I've been top 500 for since, like, season 10, you know? Like, I, I basically have, like, three homes there at this point. Like, it's 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 not something that really the new players care about and i think that long term you know obviously people become more competitive again with the game but there's so many new players that just don't care like they're not there yet they're gonna need like six to eight months before they really get to the point where like they want to improve at the game they're still just having fun that it's still just the overwatch one crowd that's in the really care about competitive and really mm. care about high level and ranked and stuff like that there is no new ranked GM players. They, they don't exist. Like, they're just like either players that used to play that have the, the SR system. Something is like boosted them and they get in those games because, like, you know, there's people put the screenshots all over Twitter of like plat players on their teams and stuff like that. But that's not new players. That's like Overwatch 1 players who like still played the game but weren't as good and then they're getting pulled in. But that's the rank system being fucked up. There is yeah, no yeah. new new players of that 35 million that are GM plus playing rank they don't care they're just not there so <sighs> kind of going a long-winded rant here am i am i really that happy with how things are no but like i think you said something right earlier is like we do feel probably like spoiled little kids at the moment um but there's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with looking at something and wanting to improve it and wanting to always chase and be like this could be better this could be more fun like this we could improve upon this we could do this with um but in the same scope of things uh, we are a million times better off than where we were. As much as the rank system sucks and isn't fun to play, nobody cared about who was rank one in Overwatch one, anyways. Like, because there was nobody playing the game. You know, yeah. Overwatch two, it's for a different story. Everyone's playing the game, but the rank system sucks. So it's like we traded the rank we system for, for for players. And like, ah, there's a lot of things you could talk about there. Overall, though, I think if you're a content creator, especially if you don't fall in that trap of just hard grinding ranked and like trying to be the best of all time, you're in a very good spot and this game will be very good to you. And I think it will have a future for a very, very long time. But right now, definitely is tough. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I want to I elaborate on something you said there, which was that, you know, yeah, it's not fun, but the gameplay is a lot better, which is like, I think a sentiment that I agree with. Like, I feel the same way where I'm like, yeah, it's not necessarily as fun as I thought it would be, like the comp experience, but the gameplay is still great. And I, I've said that before on stream, people are like, how, what does that mean? How can you say that, SCP? How can you say 
that you're not having fun, but the gameplay is better. Well, I think it does come back to that rank thing. I don't want to dwell too too much right now necessarily on the problems we're having because obviously we're trying to look back to start with. But I think that also colors my hindsight on the year of 2022 because I think there's no doubt in my mind that what we have now is better than what we had then. Like there's no doubt in my mind. And even when I'm super frustrated, when I'm super angry, when I'm tilted, I'm like, I can't believe these players I'm getting. I can't believe these games I'm getting. Why is it so one-sided? Like I just, I don't even feel like I'm playing the game anymore. I feel like I'm playing a lottery. Even then you still got to stop and reflect. No, well, at least it isn't, you know, Overwatch 1 double shield. So there's definitely that element. And I think there's no game that will take my heart like Overwatch does. As much as like, you know, I think every content creator to some extent wants to be able to just turn up, play whatever game they want to play and have a bunch of people still follow them, still watch their YouTube videos, still watch their Twitch stream, right? That's every content creator wants that. But still, I don't think there's another game that takes my heart, that makes me like addicted the way Overwatch does, that makes me want to keep coming back the next day. So I don't think for for me personally, I would want to switch. I want to ask a question to Boger. Like we've kind of ruminated as content creators a, a little bit. I want to ask a question to Boger, which is that we kind of started off this discussion talking about that early 2022 period when, again, content creators were on Twitter, were making YouTube videos saying, or watch is going to be saved this year. And, you know, again, we were all part of it. But you weren't part of that call, right? So you weren't part of the people tweeting hopium, as, as others might say. So I'm curious mm-hmm. about your perspective. Like, as someone who's kind of, you're, you're dedicated, you know, you've been grinding Overwatch since the beginning, you've been dedicated to the community, you're kind of, you know, eight hours a day you're playing Overwatch, you're kind of watching that. How did it feel for you seeing all this, like, Overwatch is saved, and now, where we are now, like, how do you reflect on that moment of optimism in early 2022? I'll be honest, I really hate it. I really hated it when everyone put. Po- I'm not saying like anyone specifically. I know everyone got really excited because they got in the thing and Blizzard promised a lot of things. But I really, really despised how everyone hyped everyone, uh, all the community. They like a lot of content creators hyped the community up without giving any context because they can't, which made a lot of the community really disappointed because they had their hopes way high up. I think the game is a lot better than before. Uh, except ranked, ranked is dog. But I think the gameplay is really fun, and I like that we got new updates. But I genuinely feel like all of the hype that the content creators created on Twitter uh, might have hurt the game a little bit because it was nowhere near as, as insane as people were hyping it up. For example, there was a bunch of tweets from, or like YouTube videos from content creators saying, oh, this is the best battle pass ever. This is the, Blizzard has the best skins ever. Uh, this will be the most exciting thing ever, you know? And I get it, people are farming, but it's it's not true. <laughs> it's not the best battle pass ever. It's not like, it's just silly, right? I, I don't like it. But I, again, I understand where it comes from because at the end of the day, you're trying to farm content, you're trying to farm impressions. I just really disliked it personally, uh, but me not being in the call and like, no, not in the call, but in the meeting and stuff, and not actually experiencing all the things firsthand um, before it actually came out. Uh, I think I think I'm happy with it. Um, uh, I see a lot of people are really negative everywhere, and personally, I don't know. I was just sitting there chilling in London just opening Twitter and I just see people complain all the time. I, I, like the only thing I was wondering is why are you sitting there playing ranked on New Year's Eve instead of like actually thinking, taking your time off, you know, people are clearly, 
clearly burnt out from playing ranked all day long because we have been grinding this game all day long for two, three, four, five years, eight hours a day, and whatever update Blizzard actually comes up with, it will never be good enough for anyone, right? I personally think Overwatch 2 ranked is really bad, and like it's just not satisfying to play, but that probably is because Blizzard wants to focus on you know, the more casual players in general. And that's alright. When I started, swap, uh, started stealing flat strategy of playing quick play, and swapping between quick play and rank, I'll be honest, it's a lot more enjoyable, and it's a lot more fun, and a lot, it's a lot more relaxing than sitting in, in a 7 hour queue, and uh, <laughs> trying to get a game, and get some random guy insta-locking hog against me because he wants to win. It's not like it doesn't happen in quick play, but I just don't care about it when it happens in quick play. And to be honest, I'm not even joking, quick play matches are more competitive than rank. I don't know what to say, like, it genuinely is like that, it's crazy to me. So, I think people should chill a bit, um, and just try to enjoy the game a bit. I understand people's, people that want to really grind ranked and really, like, compete, I really like doing that as well. But, I don't think Blizzard cares about us, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, I don't think they care about the tier 2 scene, I think they've shown that. And about the pro scene in general, I think they care about people that are really competitive. As Flat said, being rank 1, nobody cares. I see people post their rank 1 tweets, nobody cares. Nobody cares, the tweets always get like 200 likes. Meanwhile, I just I just say Winton on Twitter, I get 5k likes or 10k, right? <laughs> like, nobody cares. And I think it says a lot, because I think the community doesn't really revolve around the competitive aspect of the game. I think Overwatch is really fun when it's competitive, when it's like a tournament or something, like... The streamer tournament we had recently it was extremely fun to compete in it's just not uh we're on that one yes <laughs> true i thought didn't have fun i guess but i had fun you know i had fun i also had fun winning it god bless anyways what i was trying yeah, to say is it's of fun money when the game Bogers fun goes up yes <laughs> it's fun when both teams are really competitive and know everyone uh, and everyone wants to win, but ranked isn't that, and I guess it's time to accept it, and I do think they're really gonna hurt the game long-term if they don't actually make any changes to ranked, to be honest, that, that I do want to point that out, even if they're focusing on the casual aspect, because they're losing a lot of people that want to grind uh, the game really hardcore, but it's their choice, well, whatever, and there's... what? So I was gonna say, there's like an interesting theme forming here, which is, you know, kind of to to summarize, perhaps, and you to correct me if I'm wrong uh, about what you're saying, it's kind of like, firstly, our, our expectations were oversold in a way, potentially by us content creators. We kind of oversold the, like what was coming when ultimately what was delivered was a work in progress, right? It's like Overwatch 2 is not there. It's not what I maybe in six months, eight months, it'll be a much cleaner, better version of itself. But right now it's not there. So we kind of almost oversold ourselves and we were like, it's going to be great. And then it was very underwhelming. So we felt disappointed. Plus, well, a, a shift overall, and Flats, feel free to finish this thought, but a shift overall from Overwatch 1 towards the end was like only competitive players, right? It was only hardcore competitive players who still cared and played the game. Now, Overwatch 2, it's mostly casual players who don't care about it. So that like, we've almost had whiplash from the like 180 of like going from a game where the only people who's like were involved were tryharding all the time. And now it's like, that's punished. Like you're, you're, the, you're the idiot for tryharding all the time. Go ahead, Flats. Trying to figure out how I can answer this without being sued. Uh, <laughs> because I'm not saying anything was said, but like 
that was such a dark time that even if they we had only been told, which I'm not saying is what it was or was not, I'm not saying anything, this is purely speculative and hypothetical. If they had only even just said games going free to play, we all would have went bananas because that was <laughs> one of the biggest things people wanted. Think about that. So I think that looking back, it's really easy to go, well, look, like they, they hyped up really hard. And true, I agree. But even if we were told that everyone was getting creator codes and you're all making 10K plus a month minimum just for streaming 15 hours and then there's bonuses built in, no matter what, I feel like people would look back and go, yeah, that was overhyped, you know? And it's like, I understand it. I don't disagree with it. I actually think you're correct. But I, like, I don't think we're ever going to fix it at this point. It's kind of like, yeah. it's just dead and gone. We got to move past it at this point. There's yeah. like, Nobody can really say anything why or why not. Nobody like the best that can happen is like, yeah, probably people shouldn't have said anything. But at the time, people were so excited because it could have been even the smallest thing because we were all in the dark age of Overwatch one playing double shield in like season 32. And like you were the biggest thing to look forward to where you were getting the 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 golden Moira spray. Like that was the the big thing of the year. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I hear that, but at the same time, though, it's like, God, I feel like looking back at that and be like, well, this isn't, you know, isn't that much. But at the time, that would have actually been a lot. You know what I mean? So I, I, I hear it, but I feel like that we're that conversation is never going to win or lose no matter what. I feel it's like it's something just I, we got to move past at this point. I, I agree with you. I understand your like the why people reacted this way and why they were so excited about it. I would have probably been really excited as well if I, if I was there, because I'll be honest. I've been playing Arisa for the last three years in Overwatch 1 is I my brain was melting, right? I wasn't having a good time, so any kind of update or anything that like like if I was told about anything that was coming to Overwatch 2 and when Overwatch 2 was coming out or whatever they told you, I would also be really excited. And I don't blame you. I don't think like I don't think Overwatch 2 is dying, I don't think Overwatch 2 is dead. I don't think whatever issues Overwatch 2 has is with any uh is uh, because of any content creator, obviously, I think content creators have that much power. Um, and I, I just think it was, uh, I think it was just premature celebrate. I, I feel like it's like a kid getting a really hype toy for Christmas. No, a kid getting promised a PlayStation and instead getting like, like PlayStation, and they get a PlayStation Three for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like people were just really, like it was really. People were just really excited because they were promised a lot of things, and maybe these things will come in the long term. And I understand you, and I agree with you, and I understand everyone's hype. Just as to be asked me as an outsider what I think, and that's what I thought. It was like it was just, it was just silly. It was silly, and um, I, it's fine. I don't think it's your fault, guys. People happy. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Boga, for absolving us of all blame. I mean, I think the other the other part okay. of it is that we are we are a bit of a niche community because like, whatever we may say and do on Twitter and and even on our YouTube and Twitch videos is like a fraction of again the people who have played or watched too. So, it is a tiny ripple in the pond in our in our in our little world. It means a lot, but in the wider scheme, obviously, Overwatch Two success will will speak for itself, and I, and I think that will again it will it will more be told as 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 the game shapes. In itself in a way that it actually wants to right as we get 
when they finally sort out the rank system, because even they are saying, look, we're, we're figuring out the matchmaking. It's tough. We don't know how to handle people's MMR. They'll figure that out. They get the PVE coming. They actually need to get into like the, the groove of their release cycle, right? Because we've kind of had two seasons, but it was like content they probably already had. We need to actually now see how they adapt to future seasons. So all that will come and the success will, will go as it is. But I want to pose an interesting question to my man Samido. Because we've been we've been talking, so I know I know how Samido feels. But there's a growing sentiment in the Overwatch community right now that kind of miss Overwatch One. They kind of miss yeah. some aspects of Overwatch One, and in particular stuff like six v six. Some people have even heard say, you know, maybe maybe we needed a few more CCs. Maybe maybe that was okay. And I know this is something you've been dancing with as well. So is there a part of you looking back that misses Overwatch One? There's a part of me who's curious about six v six versus 5v5. So I think I've pinned down what it is. I think that 5v5 is better for a casual game. It just is. I think that it's easier to get into. It's less overwhelming, right? But as a competitive player who's attempting to change the mindset, that's my big goal for this year is to kind of get away from that. Like, obviously, like, still be a competitor, but, like, you know, after competing, you're just so used to hammering it in your head because you just you have to do this if you want to continue to improve. It's like, you know, you've got to be the best. You got you got to do this. You know, you're you're in the competitive mentality. It's very hard to flip that switch on and off, especially for me. I think that five v five is better for that casual scene, but I I can't help but wonder. I did it. I did some viewer games in six v six, and the tank synergies were so much fun, and that kind of took me back and had me thinking. Uh, you know, I wonder what would happen if six v six was a thing in this game. I'm not sold on it because there's a lot to think about. Um, but I would definitely love to see some kind of viewer games or, or streamer games or, or some kind of experiment with just what 6v6 was. To be honest, like, I don't even know if it's really worth having like, an in-depth conversation about it, right? Because it really depends on the direction. I think there's just a bigger bucket list of things that need to be checked off for the game. But... You know, I actually had a, I had a lot of fun, like, playing Doom Rhine and, like, comboing with my Reinhardt playing Doom and just stuff. Like, it was, it was a, a part of Overwatch that I wasn't able, that you just can't capture in Overwatch 2 that you couldn't Overwatch 1. That was the fun part of Overwatch 1 because I think the bad part of Overwatch 1 was just really double shield and the AoE healing. It wasn't necessarily a lot of the CCs, which were annoying. But I, th I think we can all kind of agree that, like, what put everyone over the edge was, like, the double shield or the brig or, like, the AoE healing. That, that was what was so infuriating for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really sure what to say about 6v6. I think SVB would be a fun video for you to do some kind of, like, six, like you know, 6v6 streamer pug. Just see, see what would happen. Um, I, I did miss those tank synergies. I did miss, that, like, the combos. And I think most importantly, and this is something that... You know why I, I've been a little bit more frustrated with the game and, and going to play it more casually. I think a lot of there's a lot of heroes that required on the enable of, of two tanks to compete with the top end counterpart of, of their role. I would say right now there has not been this big of a disparity between the top hero in a given role and the bottom hero of a given role, especially in the DPS role. And then like ever before, because like right now, what's so frustrating to me is like, I don't feel like my characters are rewarding to play at all. I, I like I I like you know the most the most rewarding characters that are in my hero pool right now I think are Junk and Torb and I'm just kind of sitting in the back just spamming down a choke and I'm like dude like this is just like, this is corny like at least at, at least in comp because like I could play Sojourn I could play like even Ash 
Echo is very iffy because copy is really bad, and she really only benefited from the DPS passive, which then was changed to only be reload, which, like, her move speed was the main thing that, like, let me force her as much into the previous meta, which was better for her. And I just haven't found a character specifically in this patch that I feel adequately rewarded for, like, what I'm putting in in terms of the degree of difficulty of what I'm doing. And I think that's more of a personal thing for me and not a big-picture objective truth of the game. Um, but... <laughs> I also want to play Ana, and it's like, well, Kiriko is still, again, like, uh, like the, you see it in the support world, too, where, like, you know, they're talking about having to rework Brig, you know? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, but, and I think, you know what, actually, I think you might see it in the tank world, too, the disparity between a hero, I mean, I know Bowie's hit rank one on Ryan, and Cloudy did, too, um, but I'm curious what your all's thoughts are. Do you guys think the disparity between the bottom end hero of the role of, of a given role and the top end is as big as I think it is? Or do you think I'm incorrect on that one? And if so, why? Hello, guys. SCB here. Just want to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you've been enjoying this content, then please do consider supporting me directly via Patreon. It really does help since Patreon only takes about 10% of your money, where YouTube and Twitch take 40 and 50% respectively. So it supports me and allows me to keep making videos no matter how many views they do or don't get. Also, if you are really enjoying this discussion, then why not consider watching some of my other content? First and foremost, my Twitch stream where this podcast is hosted live, and I stream five days a week doing a bunch of other things as well. If you're not much of a Twitch viewer, then you can check out the SVB side channel, where all the best bits from the stream go straight to YouTube in highlight format, including VOD reviews, gameplay, and streamer formats, such as the Fantasy Overwatch or Rank Gauntlet that you may have seen other streamers participate in. And finally, if you're sick of Overwatch, then you could check out my other channel, The Soak, which is where I do movie and TV breakdowns. And I've done videos on things like Avatar The Last Airbender, Pixar's Up, and anime like Haikyuu. So if any of that sounds up your street, then all the links are in the description. But now, back to the discussion. I feel like... I feel. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try and... Because I, I, there's a lot I want to chime in off, last, uh, off uh, Sam's rant there, which is that I think... Ironically, a lot of what was promised in Overwatch 2 is not what Overwatch 2 actually manifested as, right? Like, and I want to kind of elaborate this thought a little bit. One is the counterpicking element and the you can play whatever hero you want, right? That was one of the, the things that was sold in Overwatch 2 was like, you, uh, in Overwatch 2, we hate that you guys in Overwatch 1, like, you know, like there was one hero that you had to pick and it defined everything, Brig, or, or sometimes like, you know, Double Shield or Bap, whatever, whatever it was, right? Like, that was Overwatch 1. It was like, you pick these heroes, you win. And they were like, we're going to fix that in Overwatch 2. And then you get to Overwatch 2 and I feel like that's just not the case at all. Like, it actually feels like... The, I think it's just a compounding factor of many things. And I think I, I think one of the things that I was realizing the other day, I kind of have an epiphany. I was playing on Colosseo. And Colosseo is a terrible map, first and foremost. But there's that long sightline down the middle. When you, when you first grab the ball, right? There's that long sightline down the middle. And I was realizing the other day, I was like, I think what, what people are missing about this Overwatch 1 experience is that there are certain things that allow you to like actually just exist in the game, shields, that currently in Overwatch 2 are absent, and so certain things dominate, which is, I think, basically one-shots, and specifically long-range one-shots, right? I think there's been a growing sentiment again. People are upset about one-shots, and they, they want one-shots removed. And obviously, Hog is annoying as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Delete Hog. But I think, like, when I, when I was playing in that Colosseo game, I was like, okay, I'm playing Ana. I have two options here. Because they have a Widowmaker... And they have a Hanzo, or that in a different scenario it might be an Ash, or it might be a Sojourn, or it might be a Kiriko throwing Kunai. It doesn't really matter what it is. All it is is the character is standing across the map from me, all the way max range. 
and they're aiming down the one corner they know I'm gonna come. And whether it's like a scope in or a projectile that they're just spamming at this one spot, right? I have no options now. Basically, my options, well, I have options. My options are A, play at an angle where I'm basically hiding and only looking at my tank and just spamming heals up his butt. If I want to interact with the enemy team, I peek out, boom, head blown off. I can't kill them at the same time they can kill me. Rip to me. Or my other option is do a risky cross, hope they miss, hope they aren't looking. I don't know if they're looking, but I have to hope they're not looking and potentially just get one shot, right? In, in Overwatch 1, if we had Colosseo, you'd walk up with your Risa Sigma, one of them would drop a shield, potentially both of them would just drop a shield, and now you set up behind the shields, and I guess the better feeling is that you at least exist in the game, you're at least able to participate. But then we get into an existential crisis, what is the point of existing in a game where your just job is to shoot the other guy's shields, right? If shields allow you to exist, only to exist to shoot other shields, what is the point of that? So I feel like, there are things that were supposed to be gone, that were supposed to be liberating in Overwatch 2. The idea that we can do more, we can make more plays. Well, certain characters can make more plays. If you're Sojourn, if you're Widowmaker across the map, you can make more plays. But then the existence of something like that means that everybody else can't do shit. Like, you, again, you just can't contest it, right? You, there's nothing you can physically do. And there's too many of these things, I think, that in Overwatch 2 manifest themselves as there's nothing you can do in a different way to what it was in Overwatch 1. In Overwatch 1, it was like, they picked this comp, there's nothing you can do. Or they picked this hero, there's nothing you can do. They picked Brig, you can't now exist as Tracer or, or sometimes Winston, right? There's nothing you can do. Now it's like, we can you can walk onto the field, but there's a Widowmaker on a certain sideline, Sojourn on a certain sideline, and God forbid she has a Mercy Pocket, there's nothing you can do. So I feel like we've shuffled the prac around a little bit and we haven't delivered what was necessarily sold. But I can see why people are grasping at that, like, oh, well, at least if we had shields, we would have been able to fight the Sojourn. Yeah, but she would also have two shields, so you'd just be sat shooting her shields, and it'd be like a different problem now, right? So, so that's, I feel like that's partly what it is, and again, to finish my point before I get uh, Flats or Burger to chime in, to your question, Sam, about, like, the hero disparity, I think that's only gotten worse in Overwatch 2, because I think, I think here's what, again, a sentiment I've been feeling is that I think actually one player playing worse or one player playing badly on your team is worse in Overwatch 2 than it was in Overwatch 1. Like, if you're 4v5 effectively because one guy keeps feeding his brains out, that is harder to overcome in Overwatch 2 than if it was basically a 5v6 in Overwatch 1. And that's created this compounding frustration of, like, if you have a guy, if they're running, let's say, Sojourn Mercy again and they're farming you and you have your other DPS who's just, like, I don't know, sniffing glue in the back, like, it's almost impossible to make up that deficit which again, we were promised, oh, in 5v5, you can clutch more. You sort of can, but also the guy can throw more. So like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we've kind of negated that benefit, right? So uh, I'm curious. I'll take it to Flats. Flats, like, I'm go off on anything that's been said. Uh, so I'll start with the disparity first. Um, I agree and disagree. I think it depends on who you're talking about. So like, Jonker Queen's a good example. It's like, kind of cheeks but also like not like like I, I like there's like i feel like she's just like kind of unplayable like against like 99 of the roster but like there's always that magic time you can play her and i can't figure out what it is like something oh, like yeah, yeah it's yeah it's like it, it's basically dependent on what your team picks and their team picks and it's like oh okay now i can play this character but like there's half the other rest of the roster doesn't have that at all like even Roadhog, right? Like, let's say they pick Ana and you have Roadhog. Oh, yeah, I don't care. 
I don't care. I'll still play Roadhog. I'm not scared of Anana no more because you have Kiriko and you're good to go. Um, and th- there's definitely a lot of like things with that. And I-, I guess the biggest disparity I can think of is like Sojourn and like Sombra is probably the biggest one I could probably think of. Um, so I would definitely go- I'd I'd agree with you there. But at the same time though, um, in Overwatch one. And I don't know if this would change if you fix the or you change the passive, but counterpicking tanks was not like a thing or like not as much. Sorry, like not as much of a thing. So like you had your standard default, which was double shield for like the last, let's say like the last like two and a half years of the game. You had your standard pick of double shield and then you had map based picks. So like on Gibraltar, you'd play like some Winston Diva or Winston Ball or Ball Diva on most points. And on third, if you ran some trouble, you could go back double shield. Um, and like every map, you had like slightly different things you could run. I don't think there's a map-based tank meta as much anymore. Uh, it's just this like rock paper scissors bullshit. Um, that like basically, if I walk out on Winston, you win the fight on Winston. They go hog, and then well, now you're gonna go die, go back to spawn, and then you go Orisa, and then then when you go Orisa, then they swap to either rest of themselves or they go winston or they go ramach or like you know or sigma like they go they go something different that like depending on the map might work against that comp so i i, I kind of agree it does the disparities definitely feel there um but i don't know i, I don't think it's the same way I don't, I don't i don't think it's uh i don't think it's as bad as like you can, every character's unplayable if that was like kind of like the thing is like some characters just completely unplayable um I think there's characters that were like hardcore slept on, like Junkrat. Junkrat was like really slept on at the beginning of Overwatch 2 and ended up probably being. I would argue Junkrat is as good. Like, sorry. I would argue Junkrat is probably like second or third best CPS in the game, like behind Sojourn. Like, actually, I, I think Junkrat's that good. Um, but it was, it was the second part of that question as well the disparity. And then uh, there was it like the one shots. I that was that was what I mentioned. That's not necessarily Sam's question, but yeah, I I spoke about them. I think for me it's just disparity between the characters, and, and for me personally, do you feel like the heroes like across the board? Like you can pick a character, and it can feel rewarding to play. Because like for me, like I feel like some of the heroes are still like under. Like I feel like Genji got shafted. I think yep. Echo got shafted with the passive. I think Hanzo like I I unbound Storm Arrow because I just I shoot. It's like a dubstep concert. Every time I shoot, I can't even. <laughs> Whatever they get fixed, that'll get fixed though. That's a bug though. Like you, yeah, you know what I mean? I like still, yeah, it's well, been a still four weeks. shots in the body. It is ridiculous. It's they were on vacation, so... guys. Like I, it's, we, it's, a, I, it's the same on. thing about talking about the holidays Listen, and talking about comp. I get it, but it was holiday I didn't say that. It was before the holidays were even thing. I get it. I understand it, but like. It's been there for quite some time. It's not like it. We just recently found out about it, right? No, absolutely not. But like, you got also like. I think that there's a decision that was made in the development process, and and I want to say this like because it's actually very important. Like I have been dogging on them for the last two months, but that that hotfix before Christmas was very important because it was one of the first times they have deviated away from the wait and see. We got to collect some data. We got to make sure everything's good. No, they went all right. We're leaving next week. There's no way we leave this game like this for the next three and a half weeks and people are happy. So what were the big problems? Sojourn was a big problem. Hog was a big problem. What they said for Sojourn, which still kind of shows a little bit of a misunderstanding, but like we're, we're going to get there eventually, um, was the nerf to the, the spread. Didn't tackle the problem of the, the one-shot railgun. That's the big problem, and hopefully we can come back around to that. But it was something, and it, it 
I'll give you that. But the Roadhog one was good. The Roadhog counter was good. Buffing Arissa, like buffing the absolute shit of Arissa, was awesome. Because now you actually do have an answer to Roadhog. Arissa really shuts him down. Um, which is, which, like, you know, Rissa could kind of do some stuff before, but not nearly as strong as she is now. And then also the Ramatra changes made the new character a lot more fun. So you kind of had a new character to play in that Rock, Paper, Scissors rotation for the last few weeks. Um, in Ramatra, Hog wasn't as oppressive because you had a way to deal with him. And, like, it made the game better for the last few weeks. They never really did that in the past. They always wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. But they they went, here you go, we're going we're gonna to give you this right away. We'll see you in a couple weeks when we get back, and we'll talk about the Roadhog stuff then. But, like, I, I think that's something that, that should be looked at in a positive light, that they kind of deviated from the old Blizzard way to listen to the community. I think that's a good thing. And the Hanzo thing, I think they had to make a choice. Do we fix the Hanzo bug, or do we make a patch for this, you know? So, All I'm saying I, is if it doesn't get fixed anytime soon, I'm going to have a mental breakdown, okay? There's true. No There's no way, way to fix it. I will also add that they did say that they take some like two weeks even after they've locked in a patch for it to actually go just because of technical how it works with consoles. Like it ta like they have to lock no, in a patch before. two weeks. Is that is that before? That was before. So their That's hotfix system was broken. So Alex talked about that when I had him on. In season one, the reason why they didn't patch fast to fix the Sojourn problem was that uh, they had a complication on like on like the first like the first patch like before halloween on the 25th and that's what pushed it back because they had to wait another two weeks to get it through right consoles fair, fair. right so then that fixed was that but then you know and once they fixed the hot fix system now they can update much quicker that's online now in season two um but they just got that back online like they were supposed to have that for season one so like if you look at the timeline season two launches it's not what we want they've used the hot fix system for the first time right before the Christmas patch, and then they went away. So, like, we've only seen one hotfix patch so far, and they ha this is a whole system that we haven't got to see them use. So I think the Hanzo bug probably is something that needs, like, a full patch, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because the hotfixes are typically, like, damage number ranges. So, like, for example, you know, uh, shotgun pellets going from five to six damage or something like that. Like, they can change numbers but not animations or fix animation bugs. So I'm sure that'll be like a longer patch type of deal, but the hotfix is very different. And I, yeah. I feel like as much as I want to dog on them for the bad stuff, like I can't, I can't in good faith do that because like there's really a lot of potential there. And if they use this system, it could be really good. If they don't use the system, well then GG. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree and disagree with you there. I, I think it is good that we're seeing hotfixes. I don't trust them to make good patches. Uh, but I want to elaborate on the Sojourn changes too because I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. I don't think Sojourn is going to be in a fair state until they put her railgun on a cooldown like Helix Rocket. I, I think that the, the patch and the hotfix... And granted, it was before Christmas, right? Like, it, it's not the one-shot of the rail. It's how she builds it. And, and I just want to say this too. They specifically said that... And I think everything else around Sojourn was good, but I think the Sojourn patch was a complete whiff. Um, they specifically said that they want they were scared to nerf Sojourn in season one. Obviously, there were the hotfix issues too, so we'll sure give it season two, right? Because they were nervous about making her worse for low rank players, and like still, you know, like you guys get what I mean. They don't want to dumpster yeah. it for low rank players because it's too good at high level play. They specifically mm -hmm. said that, and then the way that they changed it 
in the hotfix patch did the opposite. It made it harder for low-ranked players to put out damage because what makes her so good at high-level play is her mobility option and the fact that the, the high-SR players are comboing the rail shot with her primary fire. It's the combo where it's two heroes in one that makes it so OP and way easy to use. That would be like the comparison I make is like if Soldier built a Helix rocket that could crit off of just shooting his gun. And I think until they change that, and it can be a low cooldown too. It can be like a four-second cooldown if you need it to be. Absolutely. But, like, I want to get it out there to them. I don't think this hero will go away until that rail is, like, actually put on a cooldown. Because you, you're, it's going to get gutted in low-level play. Like, the, the low SR average casual player is going to lose the most from the spread changes. Because the high SR players are just able to combo the slide. They can slide in up close and just instantly just murk somebody, right? Low SR players aren't able to do that. So, like, if this doesn't work for Sojourn, which I think it's pretty clear that it hasn't, I would really consider putting that rail... I would revert the, the spread, put the rail on a CD, and look to maybe increase the slide cooldown or something like that so she's actually, like, punishable by more characters with mobility and that more immobile, quote-unquote, power DPS, the ones that have less mobility options but still have that powerful Soldier, Ash, uh, Hanzo... Um, Cassidy, right? The list goes on. Um, that would help those heroes be more competitive, but I'd be very careful. Like, I, I don't want to see, like, a straight-up nerf, necessarily. I'd like to see, like, that fundamental get changed, because she can just continuously combo one, two taps. It's like, what is Junk's two-tap combo? Because that's why he's so good. Like, the best heroes are the ones that can instantly just go boom and kill something, right? Sojourn can do that at a rate way faster than most DPS in the game, aside from, like, Widow. But what, do we know ballpark what Junk's mind cooldown is? Like six seconds or something, right? Five seconds? I don't, you You'd tell be me. the best place to know. You're the J Silly. Yeah, I've been getting silly. I won't lie. Um, but uh, it's ballpark five, six See. seconds. But if you're playing against a hog or a tank, the Sojourn has it like every two or three. So I, like putting a kind of a cap on that would, I, I don't think it would hurt the hero too much, but it also wouldn't dumpster it for the low SR players who just can't really do that anyway. I mean, we could, we yeah, we, we can definitely talk about Sojourn, uh, and we will we'll come we'll come eventually towards the end as we as we catch up in the year. We'll get to season one and then you know the start of season two. So I, we can elaborate more then. I want to take it back to the initial discussion point with Boger because you haven't had Boger, Boger's thoughts on this. Boger, Boger, Boger. We've heard. Winter. You've I'm sure you've heard as well the the growing sentiment of like six v six was better. You know, there's a lot of Battle Watch one that was better. How do you how do you feel about <laughs> nothing makes one? me? I, I get that people might be missing like some aspects of Overwatch One. I get that because people have different opinions and tastes, and there's certain aspects that were better in Overwatch One. But there's nothing that makes me more angry than people that that people uh, that just want Overwatch One back. It makes no sense. Like I was there, I was there every day. For ten hours plus, I watch streams. I I consume some content here and there, and I talk to streamers and content creator. There was nothing more miserable than an Overwatch Twitch streamer last year and the year before. It was peak True. misery. I know how it was. I know what I was, and I I've seen the players and I've seen the streamers, and everyone hated it. Okay, the thing is now Overwatch Two has some issues, and people are putting on their rose-colored glasses right and the thing is when you look uh you look through those rose colored glasses at all of the red flags from overwatch one 
they all look like flags and everyone just forgets all of the issues Overwatch 1 had. It was so bad, it was so miserable, and I hated it. Personally, Overwatch 2 gameplay is so much better, right? It is better. Yes, the shop is like, uh, people don't get free shit and everyone's angry. Deal with it. I, I don't care. I don't care about the shop. If you want to get all of the things, go get them. Okay, do whatever. I don't care. Like, it's not my problem, you know? Like, I get it. You want it? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I personally just don't give a single fuck. It's like, that is not the most important part of Overwatch 2. Uh, ranked sucks. I get it. But hey, we're getting updates. We're getting heroes. We're getting maps. We're getting fun events. I'm all up for it. We have, like... We as streamers are getting way more viewers. We're getting like way more viewers on YouTube, way more views on uh, on Twitch, on TikTok. I've been growing a lot more. And that just says that there's a lot more casual players coming in. And this will also grow a lot when the PvE comes out, right? I get people, I get that people are really dissatisfied and I'm really dissatisfied with ranked, but I've just decided to move, move on from it, right? There's no point about complaining. Uh, there's no point in complaining about it all the time, right? Um, I think anyone that plays the game all the time is just gonna burn out anyways, right? But hey, I'm making a shit ton of money from it, and I'm really happy about it. <laughs> uh, He's actually ascending before our very eyes. Just straight up, yeah, straight facts. I, yeah, I can, I can just... I literally make a video called Winton, and I get like uh five times the viewership i usually get on youtube so i'm happy about it um and about the disparity between heroes right uh i think it sucks because heroes like may and somber are just dog shit so people like fitzy are really suffering right now because he's not even I streaming just, overwatch. he doesn't even stream overwatch anymore right and i think no. that sucks a lot i think that like before in overwatch one you could play any hero. I, I promise you, you could play any hero and get whatever the fuck rank you want. It didn't, it didn't matter. I don't know if it was because of the uh, low, uh, uh, the small amount of players or whatever. You could play anything and you can climb uh, as high as you want. In Overwatch 2, the difference between Soldier and Mei slash Sombra is insane. It's ridiculous. It, like, Mei and Sombra are so, so, so bad. It is absolutely crazy, and Fitzy and other people that like playing these heroes, I feel like they've been shoved aside and nobody cares about them, and I think that sucks. I know those heroes are really annoying, but some people have built, you know, a connection, some people have built an identity around these heroes, and those heroes are terrible, so these people are having a horrible time, and I think something needs to be done about it. I don't think these, like, I don't think it should be like that. I don't think these heroes should be as terrible as they, as they are. And I know what should be done. It's not my job to figure it out. Figure it out, Blizzard. You know, you, you, I'm sure you have a huge team. You pay them thousands of dollars. So figure it out, okay? But I know it's a problem. And I hate to see it. For the tank row, I'll be honest. Seeing Cloudy and Bowie get rank 1, Giga Chat. God bless, right? But not everyone can do it. All it feels like is if you go a certain tank... And then they just decide that, no, you're going to lose the game now and go. That's it. You have to start counter swapping. You can still force and win, but you're going to have a miserable time. And I think that sucks a lot. I think it sucks a lot. I really hate starting the, the game on, for example, Junker Queen and having a great time. And they're playing Junker Queen themselves or some fun tank. And they start losing the swap and they start winning. And then I need to swap and they start losing. And it's, 
It's, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't think anyone really likes it. Some people go like, oh, Overwatch was always about country swapping. Shut the fuck up, okay? Shut the fuck up. Uh, I get it. But I get it in competitive scene where you're playing tournaments and stuff. Not in rank. It's just not fun. I, I don't enjoy it. I don't think many people enjoy it. I don't think anyone enjoys just going back to swan, uh, spawn and always swapping just to counter pick instead of just outplaying the enemy tank. Uh, because before you could like, you know, you play Winston against uh, a Reinhardt and you do this and you can block Shadow with Bubble and you can dodge this and you have a lot of, a lot of you know, things you can do to outplay the enemy tank uh, with a different tank character. But now the best choice is to just counter swap them because they're just going to lose the game instantly. Uh, but to go back to all the people that, uh, the, the initial question, I, I just, I, as I said, I understand people. But some people on Twitter have the dumbest takes ever when I read their tweets and it really makes me angry because those people especially, those people, I've seen how, how, how depressed they were during Overwatch 1. There's no way you want Overwatch 1 back. There's no <laughs> way you want it back. I know you don't want it back. I know you're missing, you, you miss certain aspects of Overwatch 1 and I wish we had them back as well. Maybe like on fire, the old rank system and stuff like that. But overall... I promise you, I promise you that you don't want Overwatch 1 back. None of us want Overwatch 1 back, okay? That, that, is, my, that is my opinion about the whole thing. Thank you for yes. listening to my TED Talk. Thank you for your, for your fantastic TED Talk, Boger. You know, actually, I realized that because before I went live with this podcast, I was looking through every patch notes uh, this, this last year, basically, and I spotted something that made me just kind of like shake my head a little bit. I figured out where they found their inspiration for the 30% ult swap thing, which is that I think in September of this year, or like I think it was September, I read the patch note said, fixed a bug that caused 30% ult charge to transfer during control games. So I was like, oh my fucking God. It was a control bug that they just looked at and they were like, this is really good for the fucking game. Yeah, I think I think they should go for everything. So I was just like, eye roll moment I won't I won't rant about that because I've I have ranted that since day one so I don't want to rant about that I will I can't have my I will... mind blown again <laughs> that time. email everyone <laughs> just spamming that email in my chat still it's a great email man the Samito oh, woke God. email <laughs> the Samito woke but like to go back to Boger's point another aspect so I know Sam you were saying like maybe we can organize some some 6v6 pugs or something I hosted on this sunday i hosted a crossplay challenge i'm sure something you're interested in as well sam to, to see how i did that once yeah it was fun to, funny to watch but it was not yeah. balanced at all well yeah this time so this time now that i have aim assist i put some console players against pc players like maybe the aim assist will make a difference sadly it didn't pc went 7-0 we had silver <laughs> we had a silver lobby we had two gold lobbies and three plat lobbies and then we redid, redid a rematch as well PC one seven zero, so it wasn't even really close. There was like one game that was very close between goals, but the rest of it was was pretty one sided. But at one of the games we put them on Hanamura to see how I would do, and it was as tragic as you will ever fucking remember it, dude. Like this is what happened: the PC team were sweating try hard. They went Symmetra, they ran to the choke, they teleported straight on the point. The console players had no idea what to do. They they disintegrated. They did the same fucking thing on second point. They TP'd over that gap on Hanamura. They ran straight on the point. Console team disintegrated. Comes time for the console team to attack. They walk up to the choke. They're running like Reinhardt. They tried their own Symmetra. They failed. They couldn't drop the teleporter properly. They run Reinhardt. And then they just spent four minutes standing at that choke point. Just four straight minutes 
standing there as people were just spamming shit at that choke point at them. Every time the Reinhardt would walk up, his shield would break, he'd run back. Some one of his teammates would think it was Gold Button. He'd try and run past. He'd fucking get melted. He's probably flaming his team in, in voice chat. <laughs> and just four minutes of them standing at the Hanamura choke. And I was just like, at that moment, I was like, yeah, okay, we... I'm sorry, J3. There's just no way this mode will ever work. This is people. This is the fundamental <laughs> problem. People will just I never fucking Jason. learn. People will never fucking learn how to get to the choke on two CP maps. It's not going to happen. And I think that's one of those things where it's like, as time goes by, you can start to forget how miserable it was. If your yeah. team, if your tank was just fucking AFK at the choke, and you're just stood there, you're like, there's nothing I can do. Again, it's that, that feeling must be taken away. You should never be in a game where you're like, there's nothing I can do about this. And that's exactly what will happen. Just because time has passed, we might think, maybe 2CP will be alright. No, fam. That is never, not, not gonna be, never gonna be a good idea. I, I just insta-mute anyone that says they want 2CP back, I'll be honest. <laughs> so you mute a J. Yeah, of course. That was the first guy I mean. <laughs> what oh, do you no. mean? <laughs> so there, there's the there's the bring two CP back movement. There's a six v six. And to respond quickly, uh, Sam, to your suggestion as well about hosting pugs. I mean, I could host pugs. Here's what I here's my feeling about it, though. The thing is that you host pugs for anything, and they're going to be way more fun than a normal game, anyway. Yeah, that's right? like, fair. Like that's if crazy. I host five v five pugs, it's fun. Like, I yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Overwatch is so fun when you're when you're doing like stuff with friends and, and, and all trying hard and all communicating. Today. We're not doing it. No, we're not going <laughs> to go there. But, you know, I could, hold six I could hold 66 <laughs> pugs and, you know, everyone have a blast, but, you know, that would be for anything. So, I'm, I think we're better off going for something constructive. And to that end, the other, the other aspect of the movement of bring back Overwatch 1 is this loot box thing. I, again, I feel like everyone's forgotten about loot boxes and everyone's like, bring back loot boxes. Loot boxes were the way. So so flats. How do you how do you feel about uh, overall as well? Not just moment, uh, not just movement. loot boxes, but overall as well. The monetization system. We're now free to play. Looking back, any any part of your hindsight that thinks maybe Overwatch One had it right? Uh, well, as a connoisseur of started the uh, loot box uh, player icon movement, um, one of its founding members, I will say that. The monetization system of Overwatch 2 is not good, but uh, the loot box system was like, there's a reason why everyone wants it back. And nobody wants to say the reason they want it back. But the reason they want it back is because nobody fucking bought them. You know why we <laughs> never bought them? Because you could get everything for free easy by just playing the game. You know what happens when you make stuff and it's always free and you end up never making any money off of it? People don't want to make it anymore because it's not making them any money anymore. That's why our game died. Our game made no money. When a game makes no money, it goes out of business. But then they go, but Flats, Activision Blizzard has a bunch of money. Yeah, because all of their games make them money. <laughs> <laughs> you can't no. have one game fall apart and have make no money, and then you know what happens? You become StarCraft. Like you, that's that's where you go. You go in the StarCraft bin. You you get sent away. So like, I feel you. I think there's I think there's a lot of predatory things. I think that there shouldn't be a hero in the battle pass. Overall, though, I think the battle pass is still really good. I still stand by that to this day. Like the stuff that's in the battle pass is good. Like the the the. The mythic skin being $10 at the end of the battle pass, I don't think you understand. In other games, those items are somewhere uh, in between like $100 and $500 for customizable items such as that. 
and 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 Overwatch kind of threw that out the window. So like having the Mythic Genji skin is really not that impressive. Like everyone has it just about. So it's like oh whatever. So like they could have went the super exclusive whale farming route, but they didn't. And I think that's pretty. That's something to be kind of like commended a little because it's very tempting for game studios to do that. Now, granted, they definitely still probably get enough from the whales by by having nineteen hundred uh 1900 coin skins every week and like fuck did you ever see that moira one where it's literally just a recoloring of the of the moira skin and it was 1900 i'm like yeah, yeah what what in the fuck are you guys doing over there um so like i don't think there's somebody back there that's like okay this skin's probably worth about this much this much no they're just like ever, just everything gets a price tag here you go yeah yeah here we go and then, then there's like the fake bundle percentages you're saving all that is dog shit. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I've talked about it a million times. I don't really feel like I have to go through it that much because I've talked about it so much at this point. But everyone that wants loot boxes back wants them back for the same reason. Nobody bought them. You can't have a game that's free to play and it makes no money and you expect it to still have content. The reason we're going to get consistent content and the game is going to live for the next two, three, four, five, six years plus was depending on however the PvE comes out and however that content is structured. And however that content is monetized, whether it's like a one-time uh, package or if it's like every couple seasons, there's like an expansion, kind of like how kind of like Destiny does it or something like that. Like, like there is multiple ways that they need to monetize and it keeps putting more content out for us, which is a good thing. Like, that's not bad. The, like, you want to go back to the old system because you didn't have to spend anything. And I remember that because I own everything in the game and I never bought a single loot box. So I still have like 100,000 legacy coins. Emong has like 450,000 legacy coins. It's insane to want that back is because you want to have everything for free again. You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's not going to happen if you want this game to actually survive. If you want to log in every time there's a holiday every four months and get four skins and then everyone puts the skins on and goes, yay, and there are three games and then doesn't play the game again, sure, let's go back to that. But then that's exactly the same shit that got us in the problems that we had Overwatch 1. So granted, I think it's totally fine to be to look at Blizzard and be like, hey, these shits are bad. This is unfair. We need to look at these. We need to change this stuff. But at the same time, though, if you really, really think about it, what's more important? The game being good and getting content or the cosmetic skins on that game? Clearly the cosmetics. Well, I mean, I think the other, yeah. the other part I'd add about that is that I think because the conversation I've seen is people say, well, don't bring back loot boxes for everything, but bring back loot boxes is like a free reward, you know, like to give it in. Again, I, th I think the, my, my biggest point is that would be like, I think people are forgetting that loot boxes were considered predatory by, why, why by the industry. Boxes? And why the whole like a free currency. Yeah, just go with free currency. Hot so you can buy something. Hot take real quick. I know people claim loot boxes to be predatory, but I never found Overwatch ones loot boxes to be predatory. No, but they were they were so. I don't even think about the idea. Hot take. I think Overwatch loot boxes were pretty good. You got Dude, everything by just playing the game. Though, man. I know a lot of people. Every time, uh, any uh, journalist or any like whatever the, f the fuck you call them, my brain isn't working. But journalists would talk about predatory loot boxes. They would always talk about Overwatch, and that was so silly because they weren't predatory. You would get everything by just playing the game. You didn't even have to pay any. Like I had every skin, 
by just playing the game. Yes, I play the game way too much, but you could unlock it's, it's everything. Attainable. It's attainable. Yes, it's and you also got currency. You don't look at Apex. Like Apex, you guys spend like $500. Yeah. And you, first off, I think once you get to a certain level, you don't actually get loot boxes anymore. Like you're, you're just like capped. I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm not like, I, I, like I thought it was like, like you could only end up getting like 500 or something like that. I'm not sure. Chat um, time in if you know. Yeah, if you, if you guys are aware, because I remember then like people would always talk about how you had to buy more loot boxes because like every 500 loot boxes you were able to um oh it's 29 it's 2900 so oh yeah so they changed it okay they added more this year but in the past though there was actually a cap on how many loot boxes you got for free then after that you'd have to buy loot boxes and then every loot box you had you had every 500 loot boxes you could get an heirloom which was like their big mythic skin like their big thing but every five hundred loot boxes you were guaranteed one like think about that you had to buy so many fucking loot boxes to get, if you wanted these items you could spend yeah. tens of thousands of dollars to get them yeah oh, it, it is gambling could, it's it's just gambling right it, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. just it's like a random chance like obviously Overwatch did it fairly but it is still a random it's like playing the slot machine which yeah. has its own twitch controversy so uh, yeah, i i think I think the Overwatch two. I think it's, this is the, this is the sum summary of like oh, this whole conversation. Probably, what we're doing in Overwatch two isn't great, but that doesn't mean we need to go straight back to what was happening in Overwatch one, right? Whether that's yes. the gameplay, whether that's certain map systems or six v six, whatever, or the monetization. There's so much we can improve with the monetization. I think a huge amount of the pain points would just go away if instead of giving you dodgy challenges to do to earn your currency, they just gave you currency for playing. I don't understand. Why they don't just give you currency for playing? Let the players get rewarded for just playing. Don't make them. Don't force them to play. I don't know some garbage arcade mode and get this much. Like just stop. Just get them yeah, play. Yeah. Give them yeah. coins. Then they can buy what they want. Everyone's happy, right? And then you can tweak what a fair amount of that is. I can. I. I understand that they want to put the heroes behind the battle pass. Put it lower though. I think even now, especially because Level there's been. 20. Level yeah, it has 20. to be really it like be, has to be it accessible. Be Twenty twenty five. It shouldn't be. I think we all know Warzone's why they're doing 15. it, though, right? Oh, yeah, we know they're why what? they're doing it. We all know why oh. they do that. Though. It's, oh, it's yeah. the FOMO. It's the FOMO. It's it's to get people to buy the Battle Pass. It's, yeah, and, and I, I think that element yeah. should be there. I, honestly, I do I do think it should be there, but I, I don't see it needing to be more than 20, 25, personally. I think it's a much better look for them to have it there. Yeah, honestly, the 45 that they dropped it to doesn't even feel closer because they, it, they, I they think took it was, away... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was went from 50, was it, it was 55 to 45 to 45. I thought you said they dropped it. Like, they, like they launched it at 45. I thought it was no, no, no. They've, they've right, dropped sorry. it down to 45. But even yeah. now, it feels longer because I think they took away a lot of, like, free XP double weekends, whatever. And just yeah. I think the way oh, some of the yeah. time. So actually, so like, so you're like yeah, actually just taking. <laughs> it's like the hero wait, passive, dude. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a sneak nerf. So I think they need to stop. I think they need to stop doing that. Like I think, Overwatch is in Overwatch one was very fair, and I think large parts of their monetization model in Overwatch two is very fair. But like, stop capping. The shop, on this one. the shop. I wouldn't say it's fair. I would say the shop is a little bit. I uh, think the shop should get tuned but. i think the shop is really 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 bad and i think it's really insulting when you get a green junker queen basic skin for 20 dollars. and even though i don't care about the skins jokes aside it is horrible i hate the shop so much i hate everything about it uh yes there's some skins that are really cool and might cost uh and might be worth 20 dollars, like uh the reinhardt skin the new one uh, those are cool, but when you get a green reskin of something or some yeah. 
dumbass heirloom or whatever the fuck it's called for uh insane amounts of money like the the pachimari uh weapon charm costing more than the real life uh keychain that is ridiculous genuinely ridiculous i hate what? everything about it and and before anyone says anything uh i do enjoy i do want to point out that i don't think uh we should i i do think overwatch 2 monetization is better for the game long run in the sense that they're gonna make more money so we can get more updates and i do think they should drop the the level before you can uh the level on which you can unlock the new hero uh because even if it's at level 20 people are still gonna buy the battle pass and spend hundreds of dollars just to get the mythic skin instantly so can i just say really fast uh, I think there's a big solution here. Well, first off, I think that Blizzard kind of preys on the whole idea of it being a free-to-play early access game. Um, because, like, all the old skins being is just as much as the new skins, and, like, like you said, like, a green Junker Queen skin being the same price as, like, the new Reinhardt skin, like, I feel like there's no way somebody sat back and, it, like, 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 I feel like they, they're play, preying on the idea of, like, oh, like, you know, why is it like that? Like, it's, there's no way. There's no way someone sat there and said, yep, those are worth the same thing. And it's like, uh, they're like hoping people buy it, but it's like, it's such a ridiculous pricing that like, you know, they don't even care if they sell those or not. They just like, if they do, they'll make more. But I think the big problem in, in is even with those skins, you can buy them with either legacy credits, credit, credits or um, paid money for the same price, which makes no fucking sense. Like, I feel like on their side, it probably makes sense that it's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's the same number, two different credits. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, really? Then why can't I buy stuff in the shop then for the legacy credits? Oh, why? Because you, they're not considered the same thing. Oh, that's what I thought. Um, but there's a big, there's a big problems here. There's a lot of big problems of like, there's not enough free to rewards. There's not enough ways to be incentivized. And they, and they shoot themselves in the foot all the time, like the halloween event right like you got like the captain reaper skin and like the the weapon charm there's so many people out there that probably don't even know they have them because it didn't even give you a notification like a little like little bar little box popped up it was like ding, and then like went away like wasn't like a big banner of like you know halloween event you've got this stuff for free this stuff for free you know equip them now and it like really advertises it to you but and this is my big one in a game like valorant when you get a skin you skin for the gun you use the gun on every character Overwatch, if you get a Reaper skin and you don't play Reaper, that skin means nothing to you because you're never going to use it. So I think that what Overwatch really needs is either needs to really ramp up their free credit system so they can you can actually get the shitty green Junker Queen skin uh, without paying money. So that way you're still getting skins. Yeah, it's not the same level, but you're still getting something and getting a reward for playing the game without spending any money. But the better route is... Uh, when there is like rewards and stuff, like having that credit or uh, that credit system, that currency to buy things, you can buy things for the characters you actually want them for, not oh you you get this and that's it. Shut the fuck up! Like it's like I you I don't want a Brig skin. I don't play Brig. Well, too bad, bitch. This is yours now. Good luck. And it's like I, I feel like that's really unrewarding for players, and it's not a good time. And I think giving them freedom and giving them ability to choose would make it feel like a lot better of an experience for the free play player. I do want to say something. I think anyone any, anyone listening to this right now, if you honestly think 
you deserve to get every skin in the game for uh, $20 or whatever the fuck, you should go outside and touch some grass. That's not how it works. I will be honest. Like, I really hate that sentiment. I really hate all of this. It's like people just assume that Blizzard makes games for fun and not for profit. Games are for profit, and we are their clients, and it's just how things work. Yes, I don't want things to work like this, but that's how things work, okay? The game needs to make profit. That's how it, like, we, they get profit, we might get updates. You don't like the game, don't play the game. That's it, end of story. So I really hate the entire thing. That's how, like Flood said, that's how the game actually just died out in Overwatch 1, because want to support the game anymore. Activision didn't want to because they didn't make any money. Why would you make any money? In the first few months of Overwatch 2, I I bet you they've met uh they've made 10 times more uh than they've made in the last 2 years of Overwatch 1. And I think that's okay. I like I, I think that's okay. Yes, the shop needs to be reported and the monetization needs to be changed a bit and things need to be cheaper, but as long as the game is making money, they're actually going to be making some updates. Uh, like Oh, the updates might be bad, okay, but they're updates, and it's a lot better than what Overwatch 1 had. And at the end of the day, as I said, the game needs to make money. Uh, there's no way you can assume that you're going to get every single skin for the rest of your life, or every single piece of new content for a small price of 20 or $30. It's not how things happen. It's a free-to-play game that keeps getting updates. It's a life-service game. Like, it doesn't work that way. So I really hate it when people talk about this. I think people are delusional about game development. I think people are delusional about the fact that people are working in this game and need to get paid for this game, right? I know Blizzard has money, uh, Activision has money, but they need to keep making money so it's profitable. Thank you. Based. Sam, you had something you, you know want to say. You know what would be sick? And Flats, I think you're onto something. It'd be really cool if similar to Call of Duty, and I'm sure Valorant does it too, Flats, as you mentioned, like, skins for a gun that go across the different characters, right? Because you're using the gun. How cool would it be if... And I'd be willing, like, I'd be okay with this too, if they either sold, like, some kind of... You know how we have the gold guns. Imagine if they sold, like, a weapon package or did, like, a themed package. Or, like, for example, like, a unique, like, GM or Top 500 or whatever it may be, that, like, Masters Plus, like skin unlock or weapon unlock that like like damascus you, are you guys familiar with damascus in uh like diamond camos in call of duty mm -hmm. uh, like how you have to unlock the weapon challenges like what if you got a certain rank or if they had an event and they want to do a package to where you could use that as the weapon like camo for all of your characters very similar to like what a gold weapon is because i mean i assume that the layouts for it already exist considering there's gold weapons i'm sure maybe it's not as easy even as further how could you, you go even you can go even further with that uh, and actually take it down the free route as well and have, like, uh, basically, uh, like, you know how, like, you basically, like, if you get, like, what's considered, like, all the camos for all the guns, you get, like, you know, you get yeah. even, like, sicker stuff. What if there was, like, role-based challenges where if you pay, play 5,000 games of tank, you got some awesome skin or some awesome, be, like, set yeah, of skins? So, so something like that. And I think that, you know, that would be... That would be a good bone to throw to the community. Uh, I, again, and like you could sell them, you could do for certain things, or for like you know, I, I think that would be something that'd be cool for maybe. I'm sure. Look, look, I'm not an artist. I have a kid who got to be in art class. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you how. Like, don't ask me how that happened, fellas. Um, but you know, I'm we're not trying to tell the artist what to do. But that could be something cool for Blizzard to do to kind of branch out. We talked about different rewards, and that would help maybe people make people want to try a little bit more in ranked and solve the rank problem. Which, in my opinion, this is kind of the conclusion. That I've been coming to over the last month. Rank to me is just dead. 
and comp the competitive scene of the game, I think is just dead. So it's just like, I'm not, not like abysmal, like bad. I'm not trying to sit there and be negative about it. I just don't think that's the direction that this game is going to go. And that's good and bad. I'm more excited for, P you guys know my take. I'm more excited for PVE than anything. I'm a Borderlands fanboy. I I'm stoked for skill trees and stuff like that. Like that's the most fun we could have. But I think Flatside was a, a really sweet idea. And I think that'd be dope to see in the game. And I think that would help the community kind of lay off the the little bit justified, a little bit not justified gas on, on the shop prices and the shop and stuff. Yeah, I think definitely great. And one more thing that I'd add is would think would help with this equation, decrafting, the ability to smelt or, you know, just smelt. destroy your destroy your skins that you don't want it's, or if you get a skin that you don't want let's say you're watching twitch drops and you get you're like i'm watching because i like watching but i do i want this i don't know diva skin i don't play diva dcraft gets you like i don't know a third of the way to an actual skin you want and that way again maybe there's a bunch of skins that you have from watch one that you don't never wanted get get some use out of them and, and maybe over time you realize okay i bought that skin but i don't really want it too much anymore so i want to trade it in for for a different skin I think always helps for uh, in games to be able to do that. So, any more thoughts on monetization and this whole shabal shabal? I don't even know what, what word I'm. I made that shebang. word up. Go shebang before You're we welcome. move on. Thanks, you, thank you. Sam. My final you know thoughts is that I spent zero dollars on the game, and God bless. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I have spent zero dollars in the game. I, for some reason, people think they have to spend money in the game. I don't think they understand how free-to-play works. I have spent zero dollars, and I've gotten hundreds of hours of gameplay. God bless. I, if people, if people want to spend money on the skins, you can do it. If you want to complain about the skins, I agree with you. But I can still play the game. God bless. Thank you for like coming. A mic drop. That was such a mic drop. I already see the YouTube comments. <laughs> oh yeah, I just people are, <laughs> people are mad already. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm already going to get people being like, nobody cares about your streamer opinion. Like, what about us real hard work? If you yeah, I just keep skins? reading, like, all, everyone's, like, really mad. They're like, whoa, how dare he say that developers need to get paid and they, they need to make money? Oh, the, uh, that doesn't mean shill. the patches are going to be good. They're the shill, paid actor. You know what? I don't give a shit. I don't get creator you. code so we can actually truly invite You know what? Give me experience. a creator code. If Blizzard pays me to say the game monetization is fine, I'll take it. What I'm trying to say is I have spent zero dollars in this game. I have spent zero dollars. None of you have to spend money on this game. You understand that? And that's the wonderful thing about free to play. Yes, it needs to be reward and things need to be changed and they need to add free currency or you can disenchant things. I get it. I understand it. But Free to play is great, and I love that. And I like that we have mythic skins. Mythic skins are really cool at the end of the day. We can always complain about about things, but we also can take things as they are and look at the good things about the game and what it allows us to have. Because before, uh, when Overwatch cost like forty or sixty dollars, I couldn't go to my friends in school and say, "Let's play Overwatch," because we live in Bulgaria. That's like one fourth of the minimum salary in Bulgaria, right? I can't go to them and say, "Yeah, pay sixty dollars to play with me." Now I can go to all of my friends and say, yo, download Overwatch 2, let's play together. And I think that's wonderful. And I really am happy about that. Because now people don't need to pay an arm and a leg in Bulgaria to play a game. Now they can just play it for free and we can have some fun. And they don't need to spend money in the game to have fun. And I think that's great. That's why I enjoy the free-to-play model. Because it brings us together and I can share my love or hatred for the game with my friends. Thank you. Paste, paste. 
The biggest part of that that was a lie. That is that you have friends. I think that's the biggest disingenuous part of that. No friends. Or you love. That was the second biggest lie. (laughs) (laughs) Winton. Winton. Okay. So we've, I, I think as well, I think a lot of the pain would go because I've seen a lot of people say this sentiment that Boger is ranting about, which is like, I think the biggest thing that people need to let go of is that you paid for Overwatch 1. You got Overwatch 1. Like, you need to let that go. Like, you have to treat Overwatch 2 as a new game. And then, tr- like, because I see a lot of people be like, well, I'm not getting anything as a free player. <laughs> You're getting the game. You're getting the game as a free player. Like, that is the exactly. entire content. Like, there's not enough content for the free to player. <laughs> this the whole game and, and like the heroes are pretty easy to get too which i think another point to be fair once ironically like outside the battle pass they're maybe like quicker to get i don't even know but like from what i've seen about like how you unlock a hero like let's say kiriko or junker queen or sojourn that you didn't have it's actually pretty reasonable it's just, like go play a little bit in the practice range and then win like 50 games or something it's like it's really so, fair considering what it could have been cb i have a question for you actually yeah. i don't know the answer mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm Games that you buy that shut down, right? Let's say they go under. Mm-hmm. They're not supported anymore. Do the people that bought the game get refunded? No. no. G-flats? I don't think so. So I feel like a lot of people say the same thing about Overwatch. It's like, well, Overwatch, they took Overwatch one away. Yeah, they did. It's gone. That's it. It's over. You had Overwatch one. It failed. I mean, it, it lived for years. But then it stopped being supported. And that's it. They turn the servers off and they've reserved the right to do that. And any game that's gone under, that's a live game, can do that. There's n- you can be mad about it all you want, but that's the reality. It was replaced with Overwatch 2. So you can actually just continue your journey that you had in the first game into Overwatch 2. But I think the, the argument of, well, they took away Overwatch 1, yeah, because it was something that was failing. And any game that falls apart and fails and is no longer supported as an online game, they have the right to do that. And that's how it works in any game that falls apart. That's what happens. So a game like Anthem, right? Anthem fell apart. I think Anthem was like a $60 game. Do you just expect them to keep the servers on forever for a game that made them no money and was dead and was fell apart? No, they turned the servers off and that was it. And then everyone said, wow, that was a failure of a game. And that was the end. So to sit there and be like, well, they took it away. Yes, they did. It's gone now. If you want to continue Overwatch journey, it's an Overwatch 2. And that's it. There's nothing else to talk about there. It's over. It's gone. And games have the right to do that. And any game has the right to do that at any time. Actually, I don't know if you've ever read your terms and services, but uh, if you buy (laughs) a game on like Steam or Xbox Live or anything like that, they actually reserve the right to take that away from you at any time and not refund you and turn that off because you're getting a lease. You don't own the physical copy in today's gaming. You're buying a license, a lease. You do not own a physical copy unless you own a physical copy of a game that can be played offline. So when people really like got on that whole thing, like I understand it's frustrating, but like, I hope you know you're like legally in the wrong. Like, and it's like, it sucks. <laughs> Sue them. But, but it's the truth. Like <laughs> the sooner you, we can come to terms with that, the, the happier you can become in the long term. So I don't know. Like that's my two cents on it. I understand. I understand your pain, but to take it out on Overwatch Two, it's 
it's just you have to think the game is dead. Like Overwatch One is gone. Like nobody would do that on 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 about Anthem. Like Anthem stole my money. Game died. Like you got the game, fell apart. Nobody played it. Go fucking bang on what was it, EA? Go bang on EA's door and see they go your money back. Ain't gonna happen. Even better Dude. one, Battlefield twenty forty two. Base. Damn shit. I didn't get my refund on that game. <laughs> no. No, I think it's very well said, especially a multiplayer game. Especially a multiplayer game where it's at servers. You can't expect them to run servers for a game for you that no. doesn't make. What do you mean money. servers? You have to pay money to maintain servers. What? I can't have the servers running twenty four seven just for me. No way. I'm angry. Yeah, and hang on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm now. I'm ranting in my chat. You say it's a morality issue to not keep your servers online a for a game that's not there. <laughs> do you understand what the word morality means? You're immoral. If you bought Overwatch five or six years ago for $40 and they turned the servers off. You think that's a morality problem? Um, the only way I can the only way I can agree with you is if you bought it on the last day for twenty dollars while it was still for like twenty dollars left the watch on the game. Pack, though. Yeah. You got the watch point no, pack. No, no, before the watch point pack. Before they remember they flipped it, like it was like, you know, like there was technically a few days in there where like the watch point pack hadn't come out yet. So like you could have bought the regular game for like twenty dollars and the watch point comes out and then it's forty dollars. Like I'll if you want like, but like the same thing though is you still got Overwatch 2, you know, and it's just insane. It's insane to think that way because I, it's frustrating. I get it. It's frustrating, but it makes no sense. If you read any of your terms and agreements, you've already agreed to all of this shit. Like you, you sign up for it. You, when you spent your money, you have to be informed. If I spend my money on a scam. That's kind of on me a little bit. Like, yeah, there can, there's legal repercussions on their end, but I also am kind of an idiot. You know, like, <laughs> you kind of have to do your research and be smart Personal about things. accountability in 2023, Jesus. No. Awful. Never. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I It's in, it's kind of, I don't know, man. I just. World's a funny place. <sighs> World's a funny place. You bought the stocks mm, of a company that shut down the next day. You're clearly your shield for Blizzard. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, 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 you know what's up, funny? To this, to this day, I've still have been paid more by Apex Legends than I have by, by base, Blizzard. Think about base, that. Base. I have still, to this day, been paid more by Apex Legends base. than by Activision Apex, Blizzard Apex Overwatch. Apex are paying you to sleep on shut that down one. Overwatch. That's I will what, that's sleep on that one. <laughs> Apex paid you to, to shit talk Blizzard. That's what it is. You're the shield for Apex. How much Apex paid me? They paid me 500 bucks to test their... Uh, <laughs> There's their season ten Ash Leaks. plus map. You are completely... it's expired. It's expired. I can talk about it now. I pay, I was paid five hundred bucks to test it for two hours. Never been paid a single actor. cent to test test anything Overwatch related. So shut the fuck up. Paid actor flats, Blizzard chill. You like you just admitted what it. What the fuck? You admitted it. You admitted it. Yep. Can in the jar, you know, get creator codes when so we can really ramp this up a little bit yeah exactly then yeah, then facts. then we can have this conversation about a shilling i would it's love just, creator it's codes it's so funny the funniest thing that i see is like when people try to tell me that when like i give them credit for stuff i'm like You're, you just want to do all the events i'm like you mean the events that are on the platform i don't stream on right you mean the event like like what <laughs> like, like hello like you know like, dude like what do you think like, turn your brain on buddy flip the switch jeez louise unbelievable you just can't make it up nowadays it's too funny no unfortunately you know that's part of our job like we you were you're negative you're like why well, is streamer always negative play a different game you're positive shill so it's you know, like it's no, great you you can't slip just... in between you're not allowed to no have no you can't you, you can't be being, giving your times. genuine opinion it's no, great no, because no. when we complain everyone is like why are they always angry when we like 
say positive things about Blizzard, they're always like, that why are you can killing never it? win. It'll it never win. No. Wild. It is I, wild. Okay, I know I know Sam's gotta go soon, so I wanna I wanna we'll, we'll yeah. cut the pity party short and we can rant to each other in DMs. Um I think I think the last thing to really touch on. So obviously there was the betas. Uh, let's run through this really quickly now. Any any regrets on the betas and how they were done? Like do we do you think there was a good system or could it have been done differently? Sam, I see you agitated already. You know, there, at first I was a little upset at them. I thought it was like kind of silly because you're like half in the grave, half out of the grave, and we're going like I think it was very weird to go back to Overwatch One after being on Overwatch Two. Um, at the same time, you kind of need release hype for for each one. Um, I. Like, at the time, like, I was really upset because, um, obviously, like, we're fresh out of 2021, you know, I can't say that, damn. Um, but it just, <laughs> it wasn't what I expected, right? And I think that m my expectations... <sighs> I think Sounds my expectations like, I really were different from reality. Sued. I really don't want to get sued. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Corpa, Corpa, they're knocking. Yeah, geez. Like, it, it just, maybe my, I don't know. I just, whatever. <laughs> it, it's, what's, what's done is done. Jeez Louise. Um, what's, what's done is done. Ideally, I think in terms of like the ideal situation, it would have been different, but there was not a whole lot of ideal over the last two years in the whole world, not even just Activision, right? It's just not everything was ideal post-2020 and even into 21 to 22 right but i think generally it turned out okay um there's a lot of concern about how it was going to turn out i think that was i was really worried about the forward looking it was like okay not a lot of this seems like it's ready according to what they're saying and not like this this seems like a very weird model like it's very confusing to the player we might lose our consumer they might get lost with what's everything's going on but it ended up turning out okay so to me it's water under the bridge i'm not that worried about it and i think you know again i would say post october i give like an 8.4 out of 10. Very precise. Very precise. Yeah, 8.4. 8.4. That's, that's what I'm going to with. So yeah, I think it, was, I mean, it could have yeah, been better, but it could, have, it could have been worse. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's take it as... So let, let's let's fast forward again. Early access. We've had now two seasons or one season in a bit. How do you think it's gone, guys? Like, uh, I'll go to Flats. How do you think it's gone, Flats? You think... We had we had our technical issues. We've had balance issues. Hot fix issues. But overall, has it still been good? I would say it's been good. Um, and I say that with the frame of reference of where we were. Um, I think in the grand scheme of other games, we're still a little behind. Uh, I think that a lot of consumers have realized we're behind and they're, you know, I think season three is going to be a big challenge. I think that's going to be the first challenge of Overwatch of like, how are you going to get the, the free to play consumer to come back from Valorant, come back from Apex, come back from Call of Duty to come play your game? Because without that big hero release, there's not a whole lot else right now um, with Overwatch, and it's those small problems as we learned in Overwatch One do add up over time. And it's like, yeah, everyone, like yeah, like oh yeah, where everyone just complains all the time. But it's like you know, you're complaining about small things that are problems. And it's like if there's enough small problems, the foundation gets rotted out. You know, like it's like termites. You know, one termite's not that scary, but a whole colony of termites eating out the whole the the whole foundation. That thing can come back down quick. Um, so I, I would say like, I, I'd say things have been good. <laughs> well, not my words. I would say things <laughs> have been very, very good. Um, in terms of like where we were, uh, I've been very, 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 very blessed. So maybe I'm a bit biased, um, where, you know, went from an overwatch one of five to 700 to a thousand viewer Andy on a really good day. 
um, to with drops like 22k at the peak organically, which has been absolutely mind boggling. I don't know where it came from. Um, and a lot of people are excited for watch too. And so I would rather not like a, a thousand times out of a thousand be where we are now than where we were last year. And like, let's say, oh, like, let's like, was it the right decision to, to, to release, you know, uh, Overwatch 2 now? Like, what if they pushed it another eight months and polished it up and made it better? No, they made the right call. They pushed it out as, and, and you can tell like there's things that are rushed. Like there's a lot of things you can see like, mm, you know, this probably wasn't cleaned up or, you know, like they had to make some choices. They had to cut some corners in some places. Is it, is it, is it the same Overwatch one that was very polished in a lot of ways? No, um, but I'm very grateful they did that. I think a lot of people that played Overwatch one and enjoyed it are grateful. I think it's restored uh, life for a lot of people. I think it brought a lot of people back to the game. A lot of my friends who still play, like, you know, their rotation of games, Overwatch is still in their rotation again. And, like, yeah, they're not hard grinding as much as they were, but they still enjoy it, and they're still having a good time. So the free-to-play and the casual players are not done yet. They're not going to be toast, I don't think, for another maybe two, three seasons. And at that point, you know, hopefully we're getting towards PvE talks at that point. So I think everything's going to be just fine. I'm happy where we are. I want things to improve. Blizzard has started to show its uh, its commitment to its promise and try to be more communicative and react faster. If that continues, I'm very optimistic. If it we reverse course again, you, you lost me again. So we'll say good for now. Okay. I think I think like I wish we had. I I, I guess the whole hotfix system is fixed and stuff. Uh, I just want the season three patch to be really big, um, just to spice things up because we've had Soldier Meta for so long. I hope it's gonna be because they said Road Talk is gonna be uh, reworked and stuff. I know if it's gonna happen season three or whenever it's gonna happen, but I just wish we have way bigger changes. But a lot of the things we complain about, um, mostly revolve around monetization and ranked. I think the gameplay is good, and we've already talked about it, so. I think it's really good outside of the really broken characters, obviously. But those things will eventually be changed, hopefully. Um, as Flat said, compared to before, I think it's a lot better. I'm really happy with it. I think all of the people that complain on Twitter and in everyone's chat and on YouTube are a really loud minority. I think there's a big casual player base that just sits there and has fun playing the game and quick play and just enjoys their time. And we don't get to hear their opinion because why would they sit on Reddit typing up uh, a, a storm talking about how much they hate certain aspects of the game? They don't care enough. They come back, they play the game and have fun. The fact that we have so many stupid opinions everywhere means that the casual player base has grown a lot because, you know, TikTok and uh, YouTube comments, like the fact that so many people have so many stupid opinions all of a sudden and are so, ex uh, like, feel like it's necessary to share them. I feel like just means that the game has reached a way bigger audience. And I think that's really good at the end of the day. And the viewership everywhere has increased on Twitch, on YouTube, on TikTok. And I think that's great. Uh, it's easy to look at the bad things right now and be uh, sad about it or angry about it. But I feel like we've come a long way from before and... It's, it might take some time. Hopefully things get a lot better and the main core issues that we have right now get fixed. 
uh, I guess we have to be patient. And if you don't have the patience for it, don't, just don't play the game. God bless. Um, but I, I'm hopeful because I don't have a choice but to be hopeful. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I just want Roadhog to get destroyed. Thank you for coming. 100% agree. 100% on all that. Game game got stupider. The community got stupider, which means it got bigger. That's 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 the I how agree, you tell. I agree. The TikTok and YouTube comments got hella stupid, so it means means more people are out here. I th I think yeah. I think and we can, we can head to concluding thoughts here as well. I th I think from my POV, the pain points come again from that hardcore competitive, like really trying to grind the game. That that's where all the pain points lie. And again. The same way that those of us who stuck through Watch One, we can kind of tell war stories, right? When we when we talk about Watch One now, we tell war stories where we're like, "You guys weren't even around when there were Torb armor packs, and when Sombra's health packs gave ult charge, so she just like farmed EMP every fight you offer her teammates damage, and, and like all these little war stories." And you guys didn't live through three years of no patches and like double shield or whatever. I think in another six months, we'll hopefully tell war stories about how bad the comp was in the first couple seasons of Overwatch 2, where we were like, oh boy, I was getting plats in my GM games, or, you know, I was getting bronze players in my diamond games, or whatever, right? Like, it was, it was crazy out there, fellas. That used to happen, fellas. too, in Overwatch 1. I don't know if you remember that, like, very towards, towards like, the early, yeah, not even the well, late that's part, like, towards literally the beginning, had no one like, else. the night queues, like, there were plenty of times where you'd see, in open queue, you'd see, like, diamonds. Like, I remember my rank 50 game, there was a guy who was playing Tor back in season 4. And I was doing it with Marcel, and we queued into him, and he goes, Oh my god, is that a top 500? I go, What? <laughs> like, we uh -oh. won the game. We won the game, but I had to lock Soldier, run it down. But no, like, this is, you know, I, I agree, and I think that would be a great sentiment to have. Yeah, so I, I, th I think basically the point was I was going to say is that I think it is early access, and as much as I loathe that, because it doesn't really give us any slack, like, the, 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 the wider consumer base don't care. But we will probably look back six, seven months now from where when Overwatch 2 becomes a more polished game. Basically, we, we're spending these six months playing the game rather than waiting for it to be polished, which I think, in hindsight, I'd rather have that. I'd rather be playing Overwatch 2 and having some deal with some bugs than still be playing Overwatch 1 and waiting for Overwatch 2. So that's how I stand. So when I reflect on 2022 for that way, as much as I lament certain things that were lost, cannot be mad in any way that we are where we are now and I, 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 in 30 minutes i'll go rant about a ladder game but for now i'm very happy so uh i'm gonna take it to sam next i know he's gotta go sam concluding thoughts then how you reflect on 2022 and then maybe a word to well, what's to come uh i think it, it was much better right it was much better uh there were a couple years in my opinion of like negative mistakes that overall for overwatch and that takes usually a couple years of course correction to make it happen but i think the first year overall especially with how it ended did what it needed to do to lay the foundation and then I, what i'm really looking to is this year i think this year is going to be the real tell like year one to year two can you build off what you laid down um, I'm going to give the comp mode some time. I'm probably just going to take a break from it for a while. Um, and just really focus on like getting more in touch with like the casual side and like doing other stuff, getting old, you know, it's, it's, it's time to hang up the cape. Probably it's still just focus on like trying to teach everybody everything that I've learned and articulate it better. Um, so for me, that's kind of like what I want to focus on. Uh, it feels better when you're playing the game like that, when you have friends, I'd love to see like weekend tournament modes or, or something to balance out the competitive and, and, and the casual side, like maybe during the week, it's just like all quick play and then, you know, Hey, oh yeah, you guys can stack up on the weekends and play in a tournament or something, I, I, whatever it may be. Um, so competitive mode is just going to have to like, you know, slowly, but surely get to where it needs to be. Um, as for like quick play and stuff, I think it's better than ever. I think the free to play change was great. I think that. 
overall the sentiment about the game is better than it was before but there's still definitely a lot of work to do and there's still a lot of question marks up in the air with what's going to happen to microsoft and what you know that's because that really is going to have a pretty massive impact on what happens to not just you know overwatch but activision as a whole um so I, i'm happy there is definitely more opportunities in the game in terms of content creation to get out there and make stuff happen and as a creator i'm definitely grateful for that you need to capitalize on it more it'll be fun to do um, but I, you know, overall would like to say, you know, generally, thanks for turning it around. Um, a lot of work to still do. I think like the nitty gritty balance stuff definitely is going to need some, some, some looking at, but, um, hopefully that gets better as time goes on. If not, I'll just be playing quick play. <laughs> and the, the Lord of the quick play movement flats. Did we just How convert Sam in two hours? This is awesome. Everyone's converting. Everyone's converting. God bless. Frito will, some, Frito will be somewhere where he's like, I told you guys two years ago, Quick Play was where it's at. <laughs> Listen, Quick Play is where it's at. You don't get tilted. Uh, it's just so more fun. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I feel like actually people get more tilted than Quick Play, but I digress. I don't get tilted. Let's point out. I don't get tilted. It's way more casual. It's chill. Uh, and it's just easier. I like. It's just easier. It's just chill. And that's, and I think that's all right. I think it's all right to not always sweat twenty four seven. Hmm. Uh, but when you give your concluding thoughts, then while while you're kind of on the mic, your concluding thoughts uh, on on twenty twenty two and what you look forward to twenty twenty three. I am looking forward uh, for the PV. I'm looking forward uh, like to them changing. You know, obviously, as we spoke, some aspects of the monetization, maybe lowering the think uh the unlock so it's like level 20 or something i'm looking forward big changes uh, like i just want them to make really big balance changes because i see a lot of other games that i've played that are also free to play and they always make these really big patches that really shake up everything i want that to happen watch too i really want that to happen watch too i think they're scared about uh for, like they're scared uh but they should be doing stuff like that because it would just make things a little bit different, a little bit more fresh. I, I know there's a high chance of you, you can fuck up things, but it doesn't matter. Nobody will always be satisfied, right? As long as you address it as soon as possible when you fuck up and acknowledge it, it's all right. It's okay to take risks, in my opinion. And uh, I'm looking forward to Roadhog being absolutely horrible. That is a great thing I'm looking forward to. That is my number one Don't thing. Like, that is my uh, number one thing I'm looking forward to this year. Don't count on it, Boger, because if you rest your hopes on that, my guess is that they're gonna do the hog with the decision where they're like, we're nerfing him, but then he's but they said they're working like, them. Yeah, and but like he's gonna make his like they'll make his damage stronger. They'll make the hook Listen, something else, and they'll make what his damage I'm hoping is is that he become they work him. He becomes really different from what he is right, now, and all the Roadhog players would just sit and complain on Twitter twenty four seven. Yeah, That's, I'm looking like, forward to I'll that. I'll just read it and I'll be that. the happiest man alive. I I can True. read the Reddit post. Oh my God, no, the Roadhog should have been reworked. They should have just done this. That I don't care. Fuck you. You made my games horrible. Now you get to suffer. <laughs> Flats, how do you feel concluding? On uh, first off, I think we need to get. I think we need to uninstall Twitter off of Boger's phone. I think it's <laughs> starting to do irre irreparable damage uh, Everyone's to his phones, brain. To be honest. We we must save him first. Uh, that is our number one priority going into the new year. <laughs> um, I want to end on like a semi-positive note. I want to say that uh, Overwatch One for two and a half years was the darkest game probably in the AAA title universe that lasted that long. 
Um, every other AAA title that was worse died, like officially, like actually, like went offline. It felt like um, we went through a lot of shit, uh, and we finally got to the end of the tunnel in a rush to. And I think it was a little underwhelming for a lot of people. Uh, and there's a lot of survivor bias of wanting to go back and, you know, get two CP back and a lot of other things. Um, but I feel like we look way too much at the past instead of looking towards the future. Um, why not look? I want to look towards like things that we could do better. Uh, and I and people have been talking about there's a new game mode that just got announced. And I want to see that after this. And I, I want to start having more fun things we can do. I want to see the Overwatch team. Uh, cut loose a little bit. I want them to not be as afraid of the community. I want them to be able to talk to us more. I want them to be able to to do things where uh, we all just kind of have a good time with it. Um, I would love to end up being wrong in 2023 about competitive and having competitive actually come back is something that uh, is desired by a lot of people. Although, to be honest with you, my hopes are quite low uh, on that department. But my hopes are quite high on the rest of the content and PvE down the line. Uh, I think PvE is going to be the thing that most people end up playing more of um, than even the the, the the PvP game mode because you know Blizzard's always been really good at making those types of games and and if Overwatch really knocks it out of the park with it, oh man, we gonna have so much fun for for so much time and I think it's going to be a good time and I can't wait to see it and you know as much as as painful as Overwatch has been um, throughout the years, I'm trying to let go of the old pain of Overwatch 1 somewhat, so it doesn't cloud my judgment of the future of Overwatch 2, um, because I don't think that like completely forgetting the, the past is the right way. I think accepting it and moving on and learning from the past is the way to go, uh, because if we constantly look back and constantly just like harass and like, be like, well, you know, we waited three years for this, so this isn't enough, and it's like, yeah, I get it. I'm with you on that. But if we just constantly do that, nothing's ever going to catch up. And the only thing I think that could catch up is maybe PVE. And what happens if PVE, like, like if people's hopes for PVE is so high, like let's say they they they're they're still hoping it's going to be a game that could stand on its own with replayability. And let's say it's it's like a campaign where you play it one time, and then after that, it's like kind of not as fun. It's like ah, oh, you know, you can still kind of play it, but it's like not great. Now everyone's gonna be like, oh, the PVE sucked too. Like. You know, like I'm, I'm sure, like there's so many dangerous routes we could kind of go down with that. Um, but I just want to see what's coming. I want to enjoy it. I want to have a good time. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's honestly all we're trying to do is one, we want to have a good time. Two, we'd love to see the game be better uh, and strive for it to be better. And three, uh, I'm tired of getting one shot by Sojourn and Roadhog. So please uh, nuke those characters, and we'll have a good time. Please and thank you. And on that note as well, please and thank you to my guests once more for joining me. Fellas, I'm glad we connect. Hopefully Frito can, can reconnect at some point as well because people keep asking me, where's Frito? Where's Frito? Frito? Feel free. Yeah, send Sam some love and some hearts. He needs your positive energy because he's unwell right now. So we'll get Frito in. But Bogar, thank you very much for filling in as you've always lovely to have you on. That's so not you always Winton. That's Winton. Winton. That's right. Winton, Winton loves stilting everyone's uh, chats. It's my number one, uh, number one. in life. I mean, everyone. Now, now the, the conspiracy is, theory. Is, is, well, is, is Boger's actual opinion, or is he here to tilt chats? <laughs> I'll be oh, honest. Would do it. It. Oh, it's a it's a theory Chaotic you can uh, think about. What? Chaotic neutral Boger. I love being chaotic neutral. That's how I live my life. I've decided that actually sharing my honest to god opinions is horrible, and it's always funnier just to tilt everyone. I might be 
it might be my actual opinions. It might not be. But hey, you can figure it out on your own. You never know. And on we that note, know. I'm gonna I'm let everyone get going. I know we guys got places to be. So thank you very much, guys. I hope we can connect again some more, plenty more in 2023. And I hope it is a fantastic year for us. Once more, happy new year, guys. Uh, happy, I hope you had a great holiday season. And here's to a good year for us all. Wins getting Much love, guys. Right. See y'all later. See you later. Bye. Bye.